From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fires from freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, crew? March 8th, 2023. Time for another Clover Tack Podcast, powered, of course, by good friends. Over at MTM Case Guard. That's MTM Case Dash. Don't forget that dash. Guard.com. Uh, and if uh, you haven't been over there already, the reason is probably because if you go over there, you're going to buy a bunch of cool stuff. I get it. Uh, because they do have a lot of cool things uh, from uh, storage for your ammunition and other things to uh, shooting tables to shooting rests, just all kinds of cool stuff over there. Again, mtmcase-guard.com. And if you do decide you're going to go over there and blow some of your hard-earned money, well, if you use code CloverTac, you will get 10% off. We've got Hootie Hoot waiting in the back. Back there, we'll get to him uh, in a minute. It's been about an hour in a uh, conversation with him. Hopefully, remember that if you're joining us live or if you're in replay, but especially if you're live, uh, throw those comments, questions, out there in the chat we'll try to get to them i will flag them be patient we'll try to get to those i want to say thanks to uh, of course those that are patreon patrons those that are youtube channel members those that super chat those that super thanks and those that uh, shop clovertack.com slash shop also uh, very proud to be a member of the professional outdoor media association uh, as well as the Firearms Radio Network. A lot of cool podcasts, including this one. I don't know if this one's included in the cool ones, but a lot of cool stuff over there. Either way, uh, firearmsradio.net. So go check uh, that out. Let's get who to who in here. Brother, how are you? Um, fantastic. How you doing? About as good as one can be, I suppose. Uh, the weather here in Texas is a little crazy right now unfortunately like windy crazy or like rainy crazy just hot one day and like it it was 80 something yesterday it was insane for march like way too hot so we we had high 70s and then this morning i woke up it was like 30 so probably the same thing wow uh definitely supposed to get colder here so we'll see uh yeah, we'll see how that goes, I guess. We'll see how that uh, that works out. So I want to give you a, uh, a few minutes here, top of the show. Uh, let's talk a little bit about where you came from. I mean, how did you get started? What's your backstory? Uh, how did you get the channel started and all that stuff? So about six years ago, my wife said, hey, these people are making all this money. They're being millionaires, just holding these little cameras and filming what they're doing every day. And <laughs> I said, we should we should try that. Right. I said, figure out, you know, uh, research some cameras, buy one, and I'll try to figure it out. And I started doing just ghetto editing, you know, dropping stuff in. And then <laughs> I started, right. and she would do cooking stuff like that, and I'd film it. And then oh, okay. I started just filming stuff that I was doing and put it on a different channel, which is now what the who to who channel is, you know, working on weed eaters or spray painting stuff or 
shooting guns. And the gun stuff is really what took off and started getting more views than the other stuff. So I started spending more time on that. And six years later, we're still trying to do it. All right. Uh, it is, uh, it's definitely a, it's, it seems like it's always a work in progress, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, everything's changed. What What would you say, from the time you started until now, I think, what what would you say was one of if if not the most important change that you've seen like wait wait a minute we've got to we've got to shift and, and uh, try to go do this over here i don't know that's i could answer that question like 10 different ways right so there's there's changes in what people want to see there's changes in youtube that's mm-hmm. I, I was having a conversation with somebody earlier this morning where three years ago I could pick my nose and the video would get a hundred thousand views. Right. But, and now with, you know, 20 times the subscribers, it's pulling teeth to get people to click that video. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, if it's just, there's that many more people trying to do the same thing that we do, or if people are just so burned out on all this clickbait stuff or what, but, uh, Three or four years ago, it was a lot easier to get people to watch your stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have a good answer to why, but you know, there's that magical algorithm people talk about in the background too. Uh, when it comes down to it, I don't, I don't have the answers or the keys or the magic. Stuff, <laughs> right. But, but right. people, people ask me all the time, probably almost every day. How do I get views on my videos? And I'm, and I'm like, I tell them the same thing I just told you. Like, I don't have the secret sauce, but I think the key is to just make videos that people want to watch. Yeah. And then hopefully after you make a bunch of those videos and something might work out, but right, I'll, I'll spend a whole day working on a video and it'll flop. Yep. And then I'll, I'll upload one minute of something goofy that I didn't even know I was filming and it'll get a million views. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? But yep. that's just the way it is sometimes. Uh, no, I get it. I did. Um, <clears throat> when was it? Back in November. Made the uh, largest gun show in the world. Want to make a Tulsa Arms show there. And I don't know, dropped quite a few shorts, you know, from that show. Cannons antique you know 30 40 50 hundred thousand dollar guns the video of the philly cheesesteak the shorts on the philly cheesesteak just through the roof the rest of them they did okay the rest of them did okay i'm not gonna say they did horrible but the philly cheesesteak was through the roof and and i'm thinking i'm sitting here thinking okay this is weird but i hear the stories i've had obviously that experience i hear the story that you know like you're saying i hear that all the blessed time um and i don't know i mean it, it it i think that what it is i think you're right i think it's it's a lot like fishing a lot like i used to fish at least on the river you throw out about six or eight different poles with a little bell on the end and when one starts ringing you run down there and tend to it you know i think yeah. it's the same way you, you throw a bunch of videos out there you know and you yeah. hope that one out of every five or ten or whatever the ratio might be. Um, but at the same time, it is frustrating. You know, I get it. I mean, I've spent 
you know, money and and time. I've spent longer than a month before, right, putting together a video. Yep. You know, and when you do that and it flops, you're like, you know, or, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to say flop, but when it's average, right, um, it is disappointing. And, and you start thinking, okay, well, how do these other, especially the big channels, like how do they, how do they get around that? How do they, they get, you know, how do they get by? Yeah, and it's a big game, right? So mm-hmm. you can you can be an entertainer, you can True. be an edu- an educator, and when it comes down to it, um, a lot of the entertainment stuff as kids, you know, and people in other countries watching your videos. So, right, um, I try to just do a little bit of mix of everything. I I really love doing the hunting stuff. But right. Not everybody loves hunting. Uh, so I kind of try to throw a wide net where this video might be more entertaining, but then this video, we might really dive deep and nerd out on ballistics and talk about bullet drop and retained mm-hmm. energy and stuff like that, where there, there's half the people might say, oh, that's nerdy stuff. I don't care. I only want to watch it if he's blowing something up, you know, or doing something right. funny or I just try to. Really, at the end of the day, I just try to be myself. But there, there's always the the thought process of how am I going to make this a video that people want to watch? You know, whether it's mm. educational or entertaining or whatever. But right. and then the 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 kind of thing that I always think about is what what are videos that haven't been done that lots of people are searching for, and those are going to be the ones that get a lot of views. But sometimes yep. that's kind of hard to figure out what that is. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a sound strategy. And, and, you know, I think that the vast majority of people they want to do or creators, I think they want to do. They want to do what they want to do. And that's sort of the point. Yeah. Right? I mean, why would you why would you there are certain things I know I could do on my channel and it would grow much faster than it is now. Like, I know I could do those and make that happen. The problem is I don't want to do those things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's well said. You know. Yeah. That's, um, that's literally, I was telling you, I was having a conversation with somebody else earlier this mm-hmm. morning, and that's literally like a quote from our conversation. Like, a lot of the stuff that, hey, I just want to do it, that's not necessarily the stuff that's going to go get right. a million views, but I want to do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And, like we're, and in the spring here, I'm talking about food plots. Right. Like that's that's stuff that I love and I'm passionate about whitetail deer and food plots, but that's not really a entertaining video, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of boring yeah. unless you're like me and you're just a nerd for deer, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, but that's something that I love doing. Yeah. Yeah. I know that we've seen it, you know, in the in the gun tuber, whatever you want to call it, community. We've seen quite a few that have have started out doing the normal reviews and things like that, and then now they've shifted way more off into the politics and the and the Second Amendment. And I do think that that I do think there's a responsibility. Don't get me wrong out there on this. I do think that as gun tubers, I think we've got a, a responsibility to talk some about the second amendment and especially when we're dealing with legislation and things like that in our own state i think uh, we do have a responsibility one of the reasons that we're able to get on youtube and and 
you know, uh, show shooting guns and things like that is because we do have the second amendment we lose that, you know, and whether they go after the industry side of things or, you know, regulate, uh, the firearms themselves or ammunition, whatever it might be, that's going to hinder us from being able to create that type of content. So I think that we do have an obligation to do it, to do it somewhat. Um, but there are channels that have shifted their focus completely into that. And that's sort of what, uh, that's one of the winning recipes, I think, quite honestly. But it's something that I don't want to do because fundamentally, I fundamentally have a problem with me getting on here and telling somebody in Maryland, and I'm just picking a state, but telling somebody in Maryland, oh, this legislation is in your state and blah, 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 blah and all this other stuff. I'm not from Maryland. Like me yeah, putting well, it on their me, me putting it on their radar to go do their own homework is one thing. Me mansplaining what's going on in Maryland being from Texas, like I have a fundamental problem with that. And 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 I love all the guys that do the two A stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I have a fundamental problem with that because there are people in Maryland that are gonna take that as the gospel when there's a disconnect there and they need to be going and doing their own homework on that subject. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of times where I should just keep my mouth shut, but I'm not very good at doing that. <laughs> right. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy just being myself and telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. From a business perspective, I should keep my mouth shut more than I do, but it's a lot less work if you just be I yourself. It, Exactly. But I don't really care. And what I'm getting at is what I'm about to say. So a lot of that stuff that you're talking about, uh, it's just like you've mentioned, you got eight fishing poles out and one's jingling and you're going to chase it. Mm -hmm. You've been in this game just as long as I have quite a bit longer. So, and you know, everybody that I know, right. Um, a lot of those people are just chasing it for the views and they could care less about the legislation or the 2A or whatever, and they're making those sure. shock and awe videos where the thumbnail is, is a guy on fire, and it might be you know <laughs> something exciting, and they're going to take away all of our guns at, because they know that's going to get views, <clears throat> and they're going to sure. make money, and it's going to grow their channel. Sure, you know what? Where you know, twenty percent of their motivation might be their heart is in the right. Place oh, I think they've got care. some. I think you have yeah. to have some. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. but there's quite a few out there that I've unsubscribed and just quit watching because mm. every other day it's the sky's falling and I'm trying to get you to click on my video. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Which, from a business perspective, whatever. That's that. Do you? You know it's, what I'm saying? It's, it's the recipe but, that the nightly news has used for how long now? Oh, that's that's a very you have a good way with words. Ex that's exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's a working recipe. If it bleeds, it leads. You know, but but yeah. then then you know, part of me says, okay, well, they're just you know chasing the whatever, right? Uh, but then there's another part of me that wants a wag a finger at the people out there watching and listening. And because here's the thing, if you've got two two channels on TV. Anybody out there with me? Remember when we only had two or three channels on the TV? You got two channels. <laughs> You've got two channels on the TV. You flip over to one and it's, you know, uh, live, you know, news coverage, the train just derailed and 
hundreds of people are dead and smoke and flames and all this other stuff. And you flip over to the other channel and it's the livestock youth livestock awards at the county fair. I'm watching that one. (laughs) Which one are people, which one are people watching? Like the vast majority of people, which one are they going to, which channel are you going to stick on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I understand because it's human nature when you say the train wreck. I get it. I get it. But that's a problem with society and the human psyche. And that's something that that I, I think people need to overcome. I mean, it's, it's when you crave stuff like that, that's all you're going to get is the problem. Yep. And I think that, it, and I'm shifting more away from from the <laughs> from, from the two A news channels that we were talking about, and I'm talking more about the mainstream news at this point. But yeah. when do you ever hear any news coming through whatever mainstream channels it might be? Whether it's you know one of the uh, newspaper online newspapers, the uh, the cable news networks, the local news, whatever it might be, like very seldom are there feel good stories. Every once in a while, it'll be a segment at the end, right? It's like horrible if, news. If they need to fill some time, yeah. Right. It's like horrible news happened locally. Horrible news happened at the state capitol. Horrible news happened nationally. Horrible news happened internationally. You know, the weather, sports. Oh, here's a little feel-good piece for 30 seconds just before we close the newscast out. <laughs> yeah. And see, our our brains are on the same wavelength. So on on Monday nights I go to this men's group thing and there's a guy in my group who he used to work for one of the news channels here in Nashville. And this literally came up this week on Monday. Uh, He said that they always kept a rolling deck of about 10 stories that were just like we're talking about, little feel-good, happy stories. At the end, in case they needed filler time, they had about 10 of those little fluff stories they could throw up on the screen real quick uh, at the end. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we've got... uh... Calaveras out there. Uh, he says, uh, I love to see big channels at least giving a heads up to the viewers that things are coming and encouraging people to look deeper. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, you know, I took the reins. What year was it? Help me out, everybody. 2020? Took the reins. I think it was in 2020 when uh, we were trying to get constitutional carry through, you know, here in Texas. And I'm not going to lie. I've never had, I had at one time I had 15,000 people on a live stream. I've never had, I mean, at, up until then I might've had 30 or 40. So, you know, it was insane covering that. And, you know, the amount of people out there that were looking for that information, obviously, but on the same token, you know, I'm not going to cover Louisiana trying to pass constitutional carry or Tennessee or whatever state it might be like that's somebody from there needs to handle that. Right. Um, and I'm also not going to, but uh, I agree with what Calavera says in the sense that, you know, again, I think you, I think you need to be because so many people, it, it aggravates me. And maybe it's just because who do you, maybe it's just because it's Texas, but it aggravates me. Cause I don't know how many people I hear out there in the comments that go, Oh, Texas, you know, you keep it up. Texas is going to go blue. People are coming to Texas and they're going to turn it blue. And it's like, yeah, if you think that you don't, you obviously don't live in Texas and you don't understand Texas politics. You don't understand how the districts and the regions are broke up. You don't, you don't understand anything about Texas, the political makeup and system in Texas, if you're saying that. 
Uh, and there's multiple reasons why. First of all, the vast majority of people that move from, let's say, a California, right, a more liberal state, and they don't want to leave, and they don't leave their politics in California. Now, if they leave their politics in California, totally different situation. But those people that do not leave their politics in California, they bring them with it in Texas. Where are they living? Houston. In the big Dallas, cities. Austin. Those cities are, are those cities have always been blue and will yeah. likely always be in the, the districts in those around those cities, right? They're all they've always been blue. Texas used to be all blue. <laughs> um, so those cities have always been blue. They've never had any England of, of, of even tilting red. And if they're moving to an already blue area, they're not making a bit of difference. Yeah, I I was recently in the the Austin airport. I've been in Texas so much in the past six months, I can't remember how many times. You time, have, you have, yeah. The Austin airport, there was a lot of funny-looking people in that airport, let me I'm tell you. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and Austin's a great town if you can get, if you can get over the... <clears throat> can get over the crazy right and i'm sure it's that way i'm sure la's that way places i've never been that seem just out there uh san fran even right you look at all the horrible things that you hear anyway um yeah. you know about san francisco but i'm sure there's areas that are great i'm sure that you know you could probably go there and have a really good time in certain areas and doing certain things uh will says as a fellow texan i don't see anything wrong with helping inform others uh, other rights we enjoy and why it might be beneficial for them. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have to preach that that two-way gospel in a way, right? Uh, so I'm not talking about getting things on people's radar as Calaveras was talking about up there. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the ones that dissect every little thing and especially that gloom and doom things. I've seen so much gloom and doom stuff with, with Texas. Um, <laughs> there was there was the the representative and i can't even remember his name now but he's from down south he's the uvalde uh area submitted a bill right and all the big gun tubers are two a tubers was oh texas there's a bill submitted in texas and it's like you realize there hasn't been an anti two a bill that's passed in texas and like oh i don't know 40 years <laughs> so it's like but you do realize there's literally tens if not hundreds submitted every session here in texas like it is it's not anything new like they dust off the same junk and they submit it every single year but because and this is what's what's annoying to me a little bit because it's almost like we say don't uh, uh don't sensationalize these tragedies right we'll say that all these people that get right on the news and they start talking about gun control when, you know, some of these tragedies come up. Well, our side does the same thing. Our side uses that to then talk about legislation that's coming from that. So it just perpetuates that fire. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just sometimes just letting things fizzle out. Yeah. So, you know, you talked about coming to Texas. Let's get off the politics for a minute. Good Lord. Um, you were here for the Gundys, right? Yeah, I was just there a week and a half ago. Yeah, it's sometime you, around there. You won an award at the Gundys, did you not? Yeah, 
something like that. <laughs> you don't you don't act too excited about it. What's up? <laughs> oh, I'm <clears throat> I'm pretty excited. I just don't like to run around and toot my own horn. You know what I'm saying? But well, um, well, we don't care. Somehow I they gave me the best outdoorsman award. Oh, okay, which is pretty cool. But yeah, we did a lot of hunting this last year. Right. Uh, well, I mentioned it to man. somebody. We've got. 12 animals at the taxidermist right now whoa it's pretty wild well you're gonna yeah. have to uh you're gonna have to crank out some videos or do something to be able to pay the taxidermy bill i know it's pretty or, ridiculous or better yet you could just start a taxidermy channel do it yourself that would work <laughs> excuse me so one of my sons says he wants to be a taxidermist so uh -huh. uh hopefully he's gonna start on that soon yeah so the 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 Gundy's event, I've never been to that one, but the Gundy's event, what um what what was that like? I mean, describe you know what all goes so, on it at that. So it's the first time I ever went. I'd never been to it before, but this time it was two days at uh -huh. uh, Ox Ranch slash drive tanks in Yabalde. Uh, -huh. uh the first day they had a range day. Um uh, pretty typical range day uh, there was maybe 20 to 30 tables set up at the range um canic oh, wow. was there like exhibitors yeah with oh, wow. just that's just that's just at the range um right canic had a table henry had a table hk had a table um just about what you would expect companies bringing their cool stuff that they want people to film and whatnot you know mm -hmm. um i didn't shoot a single thing uh really well, aren't you just exciting <laughs> i'm i'm just kind of weird like that like yeah. i would i would rather be at my own range shooting my own guns than... i hear you i hear you some, yeah. some people get a kick out of that they go put their fancy clothes on and and they go to the range with their cameras and they shoot machine guns and they're not even looking at what they're aiming at just for the Rah rah! Look at me. That's true. Uh, I've shot a bunch of guns. Like, I don't really need to shoot this not, yeah. gun, gun I've already shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I'm kind of weird like that. A lot of people would jump at the chance to uh, go shoot somebody else's ammo. I'm just kind of weird. Where, yeah, I don't know. I didn't right. shoot anything. There was cool stuff. I talked to all. I went, you know, and talked to all the people. Sure. Um, and, and that was. I enjoyed that uh, talking to people I already know and talking to people I hadn't met, meet new people. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. cool. Then uh, the second day, they had all of those same people were indoors, kind of like at an expo with all their stuff laid out on the table, and you could oh okay whatever. Uh, or it's quiet, you know, and you could talk. We're at the range well, sometimes; it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah, right. Um, also, at the same time. At uh, at that place at Ox Ranch, they have like over a hundred different animal species. So oh wow! Took, okay, took us out on a short Africa safari type thing on the back of a Hummer. We fed giraffes and fed a rhino and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. Whoa! Yeah, yeah that, the, I, I said it in my video. That was my favorite wow. part of the trip was look seeing the animals. I loved animals. My yeah. wife said, I, th I thought your favorite part was going to be taking me with you. I, I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> how, often, how, I, how often do you get to feed a giraffe? I, 
Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then that that night was like the little awards show where they had a dinner and right did the whole yeah. announcements of who won and everything. Yeah. So yeah. That that was over in Yabaldi. Yeah. So you uh, just going off on a tangent here real quick, but do you have your own range or do you go somewhere there where you're at when you do your filming and your, your other stuff? So when I first started six years ago, I was living in a different town and I was driving like an hour to film on my brother-in-law's dad's land, Whoa! which we also hunted on. Um, and that I was only doing like maybe a video every other week or something. Uh-huh. And then it, then it got to be a more serious thing where I'm going to try to have as many videos as I can, which is a video a day. Now, at that time, we had moved to a different place where I could shoot in my backyard. So that was great. Ah, okay. And then um, my buddy had a pretty cool range that we put more and more targets on. I started shooting with him because we had a bunch of steels set up at his place, which was actually one of my neighbors. Uh, and then we sold that place when the market kind of got hot and used that, used that profit to pay off bills and save money and stuff. And then we moved to town, but now I live in town, Ah. but I, I still shoot at my buddy's place. And there are a couple of ranges around that I go to from time to time, depending on what kind of footage I need. And right. That sort yeah. Of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It kind of, kind of works the same for me. I've got, <laughs> uh, I've got 75 yards just almost right out the back door. If I want to go out to about three, I got to, or do any shotgunning, I've got to go, you know, uh, I've got to go kind of to the backside of the property. Uh, and then sometimes if you're talking longer range than that, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty good track an hour, hour and a half, probably to, a, to an actual range from me. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, so you've got fair, you've always had fairly easy access, I guess is what you're, what you're getting at. And I think that makes a difference, um, when you're at the, these events and you're talking about range days and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, you do have legitimately have people that, you know, they don't, they don't get to, they don't have a lot of experience with all types of firearms, uh, whether it's because of where they live or maybe they just haven't, they weren't experienced, they wasn't, wasn't introduced to firearms early on in life. You know, I know that's a big deal for me. I mean, I, I was shooting stuff at four or five years old, right? So, I mean, I've experienced a lot of stuff that, granddad and dad and granddad and uncle and whatever is is all had over the years right um yeah. not to mention friends and, and everything else just kind of being uh that being a part of the the culture and the community here you know um yeah. so i get i get how people get super excited for the range days um now as far as range day at shot show uh did you shoot any? Did you shoot anything there? What did you think about Range Day Shot Show this year? I did not shoot very much there either. Kind of the same thing. Just, <laughs> All right. Uh, at Shot Show, what I did shoot was uh, I stopped by the Silencer Central booth because I work with them. Shout out Silencer Central. Uh, they had some uh, their new suppressor there and all their old suppressors, so I shot their stuff and filmed some stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I went to 
Savage announced their new 1911 at SHOT Show, so I, I stopped at that booth and uh, shot that new 1911. Okay. Uh, most people think probably think I'm crazy, but that's all I shot at SHOT Show. Wow. That was it. Two things. Yeah. Two booths. Yeah. Out of the hundreds that were there, you know, right. you know, I shot more than that. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the reasons that I shoot at the, the ranges. It's I think it's less about, but because what can you tell in five rounds or ten rounds or whatever that you get at those events, right? Like, yeah. if somebody asks and they say, "Hey, what do you think? Have you ever shot so and so?" and you're like, "Yeah, I've shot so and so." Well, what do you think? Well, <laughs> I've only got five or ten rounds to it. I mean, it's like. You know, I'm gonna have to caveat what I tell you by saying, "Now look, I've only got you know a few rounds. This is just for very little experience on it." Uh, but here's here was my thoughts. So, you know, who knows, right? Well, it's, but let me let me finish that real quick. I shot guns at two booths, but I talked to tons of people. So that yeah, that, yeah. which might be okay. kind of where you're going with that. But I talked to a lot of people at a lot. You know, probably a well, hundred booths. But that's definitely I just didn't shoot their stuff. Yeah, that's definitely a part of it. But no, what I was going to get at is, as far as the filming aspect, uh, filming, videoing stuff, uh, I will shoot stuff and video it as additional B roll for things later on. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's one thing that I think creators go in and. They'll get, they'll get kind of hyper focused on certain things. There's not necessarily anything wrong with that. I mean, the the goal is set your objectives and go into those events and try to achieve those objectives. And if if that requires a laser focus, go do it. Um, but for me, if I'm able to do B roll stuff easily, um, then that gives me what happens if you know. I'm filming in a booth or what happens if, you know, I come home, I'm doing review or something like that. And all of a sudden there's an audio glitch or there's a video glitch or something's yeah. jacked up. Right. It's like, Oh man, I've got the B roll from range day or whatever. You know, I can loop in three seconds of that. Right. And it'll cover up this screwed up part, whatever happened with the, with the audio or the video. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't think that far ahead, but that kind of stuff is good to have. Um, you know, even if you, you need to, you need to get out into the video. Uh, I was talking with somebody about this the other day with the NRA coming up NRA annual meeting. And I said, you know, when you walk into a booth, you're, you're, you walk into that booth, you're waiting for the media marketing person, whatever it might be They're You know, they're talking with people. Don't interrupt anybody, obviously. So you're waiting. I'm like, film take pictures of stuff do you know do some quick scans of certain products and things like that it's like it's sd cards and storage and all of that is cheap <laughs> like get that yeah. stuff down because you never know you never know in that you oh man i've got a need for that uh and you don't have to go look for a clip or you know borrow one from somebody else could you do that yeah i'm sure you could hit up one of your creator buddies or whatever and go, Hey, can I pull, you know, three seconds of your video here to use, you know, on mine, most of them is probably not going to have a problem with that, but that would eliminate you having to do that sort of stuff with a little bit of forethought. Yeah. And depending on 
where I'm going and what I'm doing. Um, I may just clear a lot of space on my phone. So just like you're saying, I can get the phone out and take some video. Oh, yeah. Pictures that, yeah. But uh, I've gotten to where I don't like lugging a big old camera around anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, and the new phones do pretty good. Now, if, if it's going to be hard to get the audio, I'll bring the whole rig out there with the microphones and everything. Sometimes those shows is, is pretty loud and stuff. Or if you're outside right. with wind and stuff, but yeah, yeah, a lot of times I'll do what you're saying, but a lot of times I don't do a very good job planning it out, and I'll get home and think, man, I should have <laughs> filmed sure that, or, or that would have yeah. been a great YouTube short. And why didn't I think of filming that? But uh huh, yeah, that happens all the time. You go to the shows, you have your game plan, and you know. It's, I I don't think I ever accomplish everything in the game plan. I think it, it and the reason that I, that that happens. Tell me if you agree with this. Is you go to these shows, and if you're legit working the working the shows, right? If you're going just to hang out and look at a bunch of stuff, that's one thing. But if you're legit working the show as media, then what's going to happen is opportunities are going to pop up. And when those opportunities pop up, that takes away something on your list. I mean, something's gone. If you've got a list of I want to accomplish these things and then this and this and this and this pop up, <laughs> something over here has got to give. It's It's got to go bye-bye. And so yeah. I'm not saying it's, 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 a, it's a bad thing that you don't accomplish your list every time you go to the show. But just be mindful out there that that, that is a thing, and I think that does happen. Yep. Yep. So when you when you go into the shows like that, what uh, what's your mindset on? Like, are you going to coverage on product and, and support the industry, or is it you're specifically just certain things that you want to deal with, or certain companies you want to deal with? How's your how's your mindset work with that? So you're going to get me talking more than I should again, but I don't care. Um, so the, the whole video thing is a big game and sometimes it can be very frustrating. Um, and what I'm getting at is, um, just for sake of example, I'll make something up. Uh, there's a, there's a new Ruger coming out and I'll find out that they send it out to, you know, five YouTubers. And every single one of those YouTubers has less viewers and gets way less views. And I'll say, hey, can I get one of those Rugers? And they'll say, no. And I'll say, well, I can, I'll can. i make 10 videos on it. Every single video will get more views than all those people you sent it to. And they'll say, we don't care. Um, where My background is business analytics. Um, so I'm super nerdy about the numbers. So before I have that conversation, I've already looked at the numbers and and I have a black and white reason why we should do business together. Right. Um, and I've run into so many situations where um, nine times, 95 times out of 100, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who you are or what you do in, in an outcome being a company wanting to work with you. It's who do you know? Are you friends yep. with one of their friends? Yeah. Um, so. I'm, I'm at the point where I almost do zero talking to companies because I've been so um, put up against a wall in the past that I don't want to waste my time. 
unless yeah, it's like something that I'm 100% crazy passionate about, mm-hmm. I'd rather go buy that Ruger and then I can say I'm free to say whatever I want. What happens, happens. I don't feel obligated to be, you know, fluffy with it because, oh, I'm, I feel like I owe them something because they let me borrow it or have it, you know. Right. Um, then sit here and try to beg people to let me borrow something. Uh, but the whole point of that whole spiel is when I go into these shows, um, I, I used to write down, here's 50 people I want to talk to uh-huh. uh, because they have something very cool and I want to work with them and film their stuff or get borrow their stuff or whatever. Uh, now it's it's more of a, who do I know and who do I know that knows these people and right. who can I call who can I call that can tell that guy that he should work with me yeah um yeah it's the 6 degrees a, of Kevin Bacon you know yeah yeah it's playing which, that literally yeah i mean that's super like way into the scenes that people don't think about but mm. that's just that's just my experience you know what i'm saying um, no 100% yeah it's who you know at, at my core I'm 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 the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Like if you if you see me in the gun store, we might hang out and talk for two hours about whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but I'm it, at my core, I'm not a very extroverted person from mm-hmm. the start. Right. Uh, uh, if I'll get you a million views. You want to do business? No. Okay. Well. Go kick rocks and pound sand. You know, that was my five-second spiel. I'm not going to beg you. Right, um, you yeah. Can, you can go send it to the guy who'll get you 10 views because he's your brother-in-law or whatever. I right. don't know. I have too big of a chip on my shoulder about that. But No, I uh, mean, it's, you know, I get it. Um, <laughs> well, here's here's another example. I, 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 yeah. I, I shouldn't go this far into it either, but I had no. a company – I had a company two weeks ago. I won't, I'll tell you the company, but I won't say it on the air. All right. They said, uh, well, it's a target company. I'll go that far. They said, we really want you to film your targets. We love our targets. We love your videos and blah, blah, blah. Is it a big company? Uh, you would know it. Everyone on this thing has seen their stuff on Instagram and YouTube. Okay. Good enough. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's cool. Like, do you want to work something out? You know, where, um, and they ended up no. We just want you to do like five or six videos for free. Holy crap! And, five or, that is that all five or six? Okay, yeah. And um, <laughs> in the past, I've done a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and if I didn't know what I know, I would have told them, sure, send them free targets. Absolutely, it's cool stuff. But what I knew is I know a guy who you know, um. I know that they paid him $5,000 for one video. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, I know you paid this guy $5,000 who has less subscribers and gets less views, but you're wanting me to do it for free. Uh-huh. So, and I just said it as plain as day at nice, you know, um, I don't really want to do that. Uh, just mm-hmm. because I know you paid him five grand. Like, I don't want to do it for free. And right. they said, well, we don't have a budget for it. I said, well, you had a budget for it last had month. Had a budget for, for them, yeah. But yeah. Maybe you burned your budget on that one guy, but it's right. just stuff like that that happens that nobody has any idea. It's just like, oh, man. That's why I get burned out on trying to do all that business stuff, and I just want to go take my stuff and go do whatever I want to do. Let's just go, it. yeah, just get it and go and film, yeah. I, I probably yeah. get five five to ten emails every day that same situation. 
a lot of it's cheap Chinese scope companies or oh yeah, yeah stuff like you that. You get those. You get those from almost <coughs> the day you start a channel. You will get those. Yeah, and I'm yeah. to the point now. I'm so sick of uh, the video game. Uh, promote our game, whatever it is, some you know, World of Tanks or Shadow yeah. Raid or whatever video game it is, like Top War, like 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 you're talking about multiple times a day, broken English, you know, always broken English, and everything else. It's like, look, I, you know, I, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like the idea of, like, I don't mind working in, like MTM, obviously, uh, good friends of the channel here and help out, you know, but I mean, that's industry related, you know, like I don't, you know, I mean, this podcast powered by raid shadow legends. And I guess if they're cutting the checks, some people's not going to have a problem with that. And if, if you're the type of person that doesn't have a problem with that, take their check, cash it and go like well, that, that's fine. But for me, it's like, I want a theme. I at least want a theme. You know what I mean? Like keep it fairly consistent with, with what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, you know all the people I know, and you know how much some of these people are getting paid. And if oh, somebody yeah. was going to pay me $50,000 to talk about Raid Shadow Legends for two minutes, you better believe I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Yeah. But the problem is they, they don't. They want, you know, $100 or something. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. Eh. Yeah, I don't know that I want to screw up the analytics on my video because if somebody's watching my firearm review and it's like, hey, let's take a minute and talk about Raid Shadow Legends, like click, they're gone, man. Yeah. They're gone. So whatever video you make with something like that, you, you just you just tanked it. Yeah, let's be yeah. honest. If it's like I said, if it's a firearm related company, it it's a little easier to deal with that, right? Because that is most likely that's a product, a company, a product, or products that uh, that the whoever's watching might actually be interested in and stick through that part of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm the same way. Like, if I'm what I know the game, I know this is a commercial. That person got paid to do this. Yeah. When I see an ad, I click off the video. I just that's just me. Yeah. That's not why I watched it. Even I don't know. I'm weird like that, but yeah. Yeah. If but I you can scan. Ad, I mean, some people scan, some people will jump. It depends <clears> on what it is and how bad I want to watch it. You know, there are some podcasts that I'll watch that have, you know, a couple of ad things, you know, interspersed yeah, yeah. throughout it or whatever. And I'll just go down and I'll jump past it, you know, the minute or however long it is. And I'll just jump past it and keep going. Um, but some people don't have that patience. You know, that's the thing. And I, and I think it's the hard part is, that it's got to be a really good video for them to have patience. If they're already on the fence about leaving that video and you do something like that, that's it. They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, yeah. Ghost out there. He says, say hey to Tony from Fiachi. He is relentless. Yeah. Fiachi and several other companies that that guy apparently works for. Uh, they all yeah. make the same stuff, just with a different name, right? The Pinty, the uh, yeah. Pinty site. And Pinty, yeah. Yeah. I made the mistake of accepting one of those scopes because I really needed one at the time. Like, uh-huh. contrary to popular, I still got mine. Or no, I don't. No, I don't. <clears throat> I sold. I sold the rifles on. I don't have anymore. I got one thing right here. You probably got an email from them. The Siley Red Dots. I don't know. No, but, I, uh, I I don't remember one. But they hit a lot me up of, all the time. But yeah, 
I made the mistake of accepting a scope because I really needed one at the time. I couldn't afford to buy uh -huh. a scope. And that woman, she hits me up three times a day on Facebook. When are you going to do this video? When are you going to do this video? I'm like, lady, you sent me a $50 scope. I'll get to it when I get to it. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and then, God forbid, you do something, you know, uh, you know, where it doesn't hold up or you just tell the truth, you know, like, hey, it's a cheap yeah. scope. You know, then they get mad because you've done that. And you're like, come on. Um, I try to find something. And, and this is just this is the advice that I've got when you're dealing with if you're dealing with the Chinese companies, because I think there's a place for that. Sure. Absolutely. Like, you with your size and honestly even me at this point like it's not worth messing with if you have just started a channel you've got it you know a few hundred subscribers maybe a thousand fifteen hundred couple thousand like there's a place for that because at least that gives you stuff it gives you a little bit of experience with dealing with a company right <laughs> and it gives you uh stuff it gives you content it gives you stuff to review uh, i think the 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 hurdle and one of the things that I tried to do with those companies was not sell it for what it's not. In other words, don't go on and say, this is the greatest thing ever. And all this other stuff come right out from the very start and go, look, this is a $69 scope, you know, like realize this is a $69 scope. And if all you can afford 69 bucks, <laughs> We're going to take a look at it and see if it's worth that 69 bucks, right? And then you run through the things and you go, again, that's all you've got to spend. Yeah, this is probably worth the $69. Yeah. Uh, and then other things I would do, I did this with a belt one time. They sent me a, and how much money, even if I dropped affiliate links, could I possibly make off of a $10 belt? Yeah. So I thought, what am I going to do? So, uh, so I used it as a tow strap to pull my truck around the yard. I hooked it to the bumper of the truck on a big long rope and drug it down the highway at 70 mile an hour. And I blew it up oh, with some man. tannerite, right? Wow. So I basically, I did a torture <clears throat> test with it, right? And I'll tell you what, it, it worked as a tow strap. It pulled a truck around the yard. So I'm like, okay, well, for a $10 belt, that'll pull a truck around. Like, okay. You know, and then even after driving, dragging it down the highway at 70 mile an hour, the buckle still buckled. It looked like crap, but it buckled. And I'm like, Okay, well, it, you know, it doesn't look good, but for a ten dollar again for a ten dollar belt, like you know, now the tannerite it did not hold up. It blew it into about yeah. sixteen different pieces, you I'm know. Sure, but you know, just uh, don't blow your belt up with tannerite. You know, if you're looking for a cheap belt, uh, you know, drop ten bucks, it'll probably get the job done. Yep, <laughs> I, I I tell people that all the time, so. Specific to scopes, well, and guns too. I get shamed a lot from the somebody just popped up gun snob, and that made it in my head. Yeah, yeah. people, people that. try to try, try to shame me all the time for cheap optics and cheap guns, and I'm like, mm -hmm. well, you know what? I can't afford expensive guns, so that's what I get. And I tell people yeah. all the time, if you're deer hunting at a hundred yards and in. You don't need a two thousand dollar scope, okay? Nope. Go down to Walmart or even a four hundred dollar rifle. <laughs> yeah, or get get yeah. you one of those pinties. I don't care. It'll it's good enough for deer hunting at fifty yards, hundred yards. Uh huh. Uh, you just don't need it. It looks cool at the range, and to tell your buddies you 
spent a month's worth of your salary on an expensive scope, but how yeah. many people really need to spend a thousand two dollars on a scope? Not yeah. many people. Well, I think it's like any other uh <laughs> any other hobby or whatever, you oh, know. Yeah. You know, cars, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you're into cars, I mean, do you need do you need the you know, whatever crazy rare paint job or wheels or tires i mean do you have to have those things no uh you know if you you're you know whatever i mean look at a sport like let's say you golf right golf clubs i know are that way you know can you go out and have fun and play golf with a with a set of yard sale golf clubs from 1974 probably yep. you know you know you don't need the stuff that's hundreds of dollars a club and a you know very inexpensive bag whatever the case may be so yes yeah, the same thing tools tools are the same way like tools is a really good analogy like it depends on what you do right so you know with tools like if you're if you're relying on that particular tool every day day in and day out relying on it to make a living right which is putting food on the table which is self-preservation in a way right then yeah you're probably going to want some high-end tools that you know yeah. uh and it's not because they their warranty is necessarily any better than anybody else's because there's some cheaper tools out there that are still lifetime warranty you break it you take it back you get another one but the odds of it breaking <laughs> is the thing right um and so you know, you go snap on or whatever it might be because the odds of that actually breaking are less and you're going to pay more for that um, so that you've got that peace of mind. You don't have to worry about that. You don't take that risk. Um, same way, right? Like, you know, I don't have a problem. First of all, buy what you can afford. Um, and especially if you're talking about a first firearm, like I see so many people that are like, oh man, you know, buy once, cry once. <laughs> it's like, well, here's the thing. I get buy once, cry once. I get the mentality. I'm not, I'm not teach their own if you want to go that route. But, but if you, if you, if you wait and wait and wait, first of all, you may have a need. If you're talking about a self-defense firearm, while you're waiting to save the money to buy that, whatever it might be, four, five, six hundred, eight hundred dollars, thousand dollar, whatever it is, right? You've got nothing. May have a yep. sharp stick or something or a baseball bat. You know, I had rather you go out and find something in the couple hundred dollar range. Go ahead and get it. Then start putting money up. You know, <clears throat> if you want That's... the more expensive, then go that route. But at least you've got something. In the same way when you talk about the hunting rifle and things like that, go out, find you a used Savage, savage Axis with a you know, three to nine by 42 Bushnell on it, right? Or something yep. like that'll yep. get it done. That'll get it done, right? Um, and then if you want to put some money back and over the course of a few years, you know, get into a nice hunting rifle, different caliber, different options, whatever the case may be. Yep. And that that's literally my story. When we first got married, <clears throat> I was carrying a high point nine millimeter. If you go back into my very first videos, it's all high point videos because that's that's what I could afford, and we still had to eat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then after my high point nine millimeter, 
I carried a high point forty five for like another year because guess what? That's what I can afford. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with uh, with something like that. I mean, a high point, to, especially in a home defense situation. And now, it's not going to be – it's definitely not optimal for carry. No. Know? But I'm um, a big dude. I can pull it off. You are. You've got, you've got a little more – yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, for home defense, that doesn't matter at all, right? Like, so <clears> at least yeah. to have something in a nightstand drawer or you know, whatever the case may be, you know, uh, yeah. No worries. So let's uh, let's switch gears. We're getting up to the top of the hour. Let's have a. We've had a lot of fun already, I think, but we're gonna have a little more fun. And uh, believe it or not, this actual segment is now sponsored by Craft Holsters. So go check out Craft Holsters, uh, craftholsters.com. I've got several, including. I love Craft about, Holsters. Uh, yeah, man. The from Slovakia. Um, I love the way they come in the box with the straw packing material. It just, yeah, it's cool. And they say they're on the site, old world craftsmanship, of course. And and uh, and I think it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about everyday. We're talking about uh, defensive things. So in my lineup is my Beretta eighty four F. And what I was saying, uh, there's it's it's in a craft holster. So uh, definitely check those guys out. They are sponsoring. What we're going to call the. Uh, quick draw segment so and something about craft holsters real quick yeah because i know that company they make holsters for a lot of models or if you if you're looking for holsters a lot of companies only make five or six the most popular at the time craft holsters i found them because i needed a holster for my smith and wesson 59 Mm -hmm. and they make an awesome holster for it yes Yes, and a lot of they, a lot of different kinds. I actually looked the other day, a couple of days ago, and they actually have cowboy rigs. So I'm like, oh snap, because cowboy rigs ain't cheap. No, and it's a pretty good price they've got for the. I'm talking about the holster, the belt with the ammo loops and everything. But uh, yeah, we're gonna call this the craft holster quick draw segment. So, Hootie who I'm gonna give you two choices, mm. and uh, you have to pick one. You have to pick one. I don't have to have any reasoning as to why, but you just got to pick one. So, uh, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. This is going to be like probably like picking children, but fishing or hunting? Hunting. Uh, beef ribs or pork ribs? Beef ribs. Would you rather have a fighter jet or a tank? Tank. Uh, you rather watch UFC or wrestling? UFC. Uh, on a handgun, uh, you prefer red dot or open sights? Open sights for carry, red dot for the range. <clears throat> Had you rather vacation in the mountains or at the beach? Mountains. Uh, are you a Pepsi guy or a Coke guy? Pepsi. Inside the waistband or outside the waistband? <sighs> I carry outside majority of the time, but just like outside. probably anybody else, depends where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miami Vice or in the heat of the night? 
I've never seen either or even really know what either really? of those are, You're but I'm picking me. Miami Vice. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, well, we can, we can switch this one up. General Lee or Kit? General Lee. There you go. Uh, flat trigger or <laughs> curved trigger? Ooh. Flat trigger on a rifle, curved trigger on a pistol. Okay. And then this is the big mm. one. So you've got to pick one. And I get you, neither is the correct answer here. But you got to pick one. If you were forced to move to either Los Angeles or New York City, which one do you pick? <laughs> Los Angeles. Okay, L.A. You got warmer, warmer weather? Yeah. Hollywood. That's, Hollywood. That's, <laughs> mainly because of the weather. Yeah. And yeah. its proximity to places I could hunt. That's probably true. I don't know what all is. Uh, I'm going to get with uh, maybe New York Prepper or somebody up there in, in New York. But uh, there's some pretty good hunting out here in California, for sure. I know uh, Joe Rogan, when he was out there, he talked about it a lot, you know? Yeah, especially so, uh, in Northern California. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That's a whole different world up there. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people don't realize L.A. That's almost in Mexico. It's down there. <clears throat> well, all of the all of the more liberal areas are, you know, in the uh, in SoCal, I guess is what they call it, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, we're up against the uh, up against the hour. Let's just make sure we've got no questions out there. Thanks for all the uh, the chatter. We didn't get a lot of questions, but. With Hootie Who on here, this wasn't really a questions and answer. It'd be a lot different if you if you were with a company. A lot of product questions, but Jacob did have one out here. Uh, he says, "What advice would you give a new content creator?" So, what is your best pearl of wisdom for somebody that's thinking about turning on a camera? That's tough, and I appreciate Jacob watching. He comments on my videos all the time. Um. I will, I'll answer the same way that I answer everybody else that asks me this all the time. Mm -hmm. Several times a week, I get that specific question. Hey, I want to make videos or, hey, I quit my job. I want to do what you do. First thing I say is you, if you're trying to do it <clears throat> as a job, you can't do it. And there's two things. Are you going to do it for fun as a hobby or are you trying to do it because you hate your job and you want to go do it? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> what I tell people is you, you have to <clears throat> just about be crazy because <clears throat> you're not, you're not going to make one video every month or every other month mm -hmm. and be successful. You know what I mean? Um, in six years, I've posted almost 2,000 videos. And I'm not trying to say that I'm successful. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination. But it costs a fortune to make these videos. Um, and that's why I tell people all the time, I'm broke. I'm literally broke. I'm constantly buying stuff. I'm spending as much money as I'm making just about. Pay the bills, and then the rest goes to making videos. Yeah. And that's, that's just in an attempt to come up with new things and stay current and I, I would consider myself a crazy person where I don't sleep. Most nights I go to bed at two or three in the morning just to try to do all this stuff. Right. 
and then get up and do it again. But yeah, you said something about uh, you didn't go to bed till four or something the other morning. I talked to you or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was up till four, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> but if you really want to do it, um, give it all you got. Uh, yeah, and yeah. attempt to have fun with it, or you probably will lose your mind. Yeah. Uh, because it it can be very frustrating. Like we were talking about, I made this awesome video and it got no views. And and you do that a five hundred times, it can wear on your soul. Mm. And then you get all these people on the internet saying, "You're ugly," or "Your mom's <laughs> fat," or "You can't shoot." <laughs> right. That, that right. One, it it took me a right. long time to where that didn't hurt my feelings. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um, and it, it's really hard. To make videos, whether you're cooking or cars or guns, or- those are yeah, no, it's it's anybody, yeah, it's any niche. It doesn't even matter. That's that's the thing. I mean, you can turn on the camera and do anything you're talking about, in in the type of comments and the attitude and whatever um, that you get is going to be the same across the board, and, or even worse. I mean, I've had. I'm not even going to say it, even though I don't turn monetization on on these. I'm not even going to say, repeat some of the stuff I've heard people tell me to go do this or go do that. You know, it's like, really? Like somebody you don't know on the internet, like, is, is you're that offended yeah. by a video? Yeah. Like, what in the world? But at the at the end of the day, the, the one little one-liner is make videos that people want to watch. Right. That's which isn't necessarily easy to do or figure out. It's very out hard or... to do. Yeah, it's very hard to do. It and requires research. It requires having your pulse on the community and the industry. Uh, it requires a lot of moving parts for sure. And you don't you don't have to go buy expensive cameras. No. Nope. But I do I still do a lot of stuff with my phone depending on what I'm doing. Everybody's got a phone with a good camera just about. Mm-hmm. And uh my first 1,000 videos I filmed with a $150 camera from Walmart. Yep. Um, and, and they got a, a lot more views than some of the stuff I'm doing now with a much mm-hmm. more expensive camera. And some of them still do to this day, which is yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, Scott out there uh, asking, are you going to the gathering? I am not. Are you going? I am not. NRA will be, NRM will be my next, next stop. Uh, That's had in they South not, Carolina. Yeah, had they not so, just a real quick why I'm not going, I'll explain. Um, because I did go last year, but last year it backed up to Shooting Sports Showcase. So you had Shooting Sports Showcase, mm. there was a day in between, and then there was a gathering, and the first day of gathering was a media day. So it's like, okay, I had a day to get from Alabama to South Carolina. That's kind of cool, no problem there, right? Uh, make a couple of days at the gathering and then come home. And we had the media day and I got a ton accomplished on that media day. Uh, not so much on the next day when the public was out there and there's no media day this year, they killed the media day. So it's like, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so um, they have moved a showcase, unfortunately to like September of this year. So I don't, I can't double up as far as events, which was nice. It made it kind of worth it. Uh, I would be making a trip to South Carolina just for the gathering and without any media day, like I'm no, <laughs> like I'm out. Uh, yeah, it's even it's, a long ways away for me. It's about yeah, an eight hour drive. And that doesn't mean it's a bad event. Like uh, there's a lot of companies there. I mean, it was, it was a good event last year. I got a lot of content out of there, made a lot of connections. 
everything else. That was not a problem. Uh, it's just the logistics versus what I feel I can get out of it versus, uh, you know, like the ROI or whatever. Yeah, and Scott says it's like seven hours for him. Yeah, it's more like 15 or something for me. So, or maybe yeah. even more than that, maybe more like Probably 17. more than that, yeah. Yeah, maybe more like 17. But, uh, yeah, everybody's got to figure out when it comes to these shows and events and it's kind of like the range days we was talking about earlier. Everybody's got to figure that out for themselves. There's no really no right or wrong answer. I would say, you know, if there's one that everybody needs to be at, it's probably shot show. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's tough to do this and, and not make shot shows. I think that's the, the one thing I'd say about that. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get this one. Let's get this one shut down. So, uh, real quick, I do have uh, who to use channel linked uh, down below wherever you're at. So make sure you go check that out. But, uh, if people want to follow you on other social media or wherever you're at, how can they how can they get a hold of you? How can they do that? How can they find you? How can they pester you? You can type it in just about like you got it right there. Hootie who put it into Google and it'll pull up all that stuff. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. Enjoyed the conversation. Um, yeah, no, that's fun. We need to have you. We need to do this on my show. I, I think that'd be fun. I like yeah. that game we did. I like having fun. That was fun. The, the, this, or, this or that? Yeah. Yeah, that actually come from a beard channel I watch. There's the idea anyway. Um, they call it this or that. Like, you have to pick one. Like, we don't really care about the explanation, but you got to pick one. Which one, you know? So, I don't know. Um, I, I, I could talk about this stuff for all day. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, we all could, but uh, yeah, but the people out there, I'm sure they probably got to get back to work if they're listening live or whatever. <laughs> Lunch break's over at this point. So go back to work, everybody. Uh, thanks again for, for uh, joining. Appreciate it. Let me get uh, everything up here so that I can uh, say once again, thanks to MTM Case Guard. Uh, who is, uh, of course, powering us this entire early 2023 season. Uh, MTMCase com, 10% off with code CloverTAC. You can get you all kinds of cool plastic injection molded plastic shooting sports gear over there at uh, at MTM Case Guard. So go check them out again. The uh, quick draw segment sponsored by Craft Holsters. That's uh, craftsholters.com. So go check them out as well. Uh, thanks to those at Super Chat. Super thanks, uh, our Patreon patrons, our YouTube channel members. Thanks to all of those that commented out there in the uh, live chat uh, and kept us uh, kept us on task. Uh, and remember, if you are in replay and you've gone this long, there's comments down below. So check those out as well. Tomorrow we've got Bursa on the podcast. So I'm going to talk about some cool stuff with them. Uh, join us live for that if you can. If not, well, it'll be in replay too. So no worries. Until next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom. We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out CloverTac.com. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the CloverTac Podcast.